Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town Podcast. Welcome everybody back to the Talk of the Town Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Burrows, and I am joined by my illustrious co-host and good friend and vice chairman of Dunstable Town, Mr. Matt Carrington. Matty, how are you? We're doing another victory pod. Mate, chin chin. I've just come off the coach. I think I'm quite happy at the minute. I've quite, uh, I think I've had a, a one or two libations at the minute. So yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in a way, I think my daughter done me a favour by needing me today and me not being on that coach. But uh, we're recording this on Saturday evening, Matt. Dunstable Town 3, Cockfosters 1. Uh, it was one of them days, Matt, when you turn up and you're not sh- one minute it's sunny, then it's raining, then oh. it was windy, and then my jacket was on, my jacket was off. The pitch was not good. Um, not gonna lie, made London Colney look like Wembley Stadium. Uh, <laughs> it was one of them days where it could have gone so wrong. You've seen it in the past with games of football, but in saying that, Matt, I don't know what you think, mate. I thought we put in, pro- and, and I was chatting to Neil. Neil was standing with us today, Neil Barker, and I think that's one of our best away performances of the season. I think it's one of our best professional performances of the season. Because like you say, that could have easily gone very, very wrong today. You know, it's just the elements, the pitch. We haven't played for a couple of weeks. I thought the lads were, to a man, absolutely tremendous. From from the goalkeeper to the forwards, I thought we were done a job. It was That was a, that was a Dunstable Town performance. You know what I mean? We didn't give anything away at the back. They scored in the 97th minute, but that was a bit of a kerfuffle with a to-do at the end. Don't, not quite sure what happened, but I thought to, from 1 to 11, mate, I thought we were tremendous. You know, Tolu getting on the score sheet a couple of times. Joe Sellers-West played really, really well, got his goal. But I thought everyone contributed from the midfield. It was one of them you know what I mean? You had to put your foot in. You had to get stuck in. If Joe Dini was a game of football, it was that uh, <laughs> yeah. today. If I had to describe it, mate. I mean, what did you make? It was good to get a game on. We have, like you say, we haven't played uh, for a couple of weeks since Leighton Town away. Results which in the league kind of helped us out today, which we'll get to in a minute. But for us to take care of business, mate, to win 3-1 away at Cockfosters, and like Joe said in his post-match, not many teams are going to go there and get uh, get a result, especially this time of the year with the weather being what it is. And they've been doing well. To fair play to Cockfosters, they've been doing well in the league. They've been picking up results. I don't think they had lost since we beat them at Creasy. Uh, what did you make of today's performance, mate? And it keeps us in the mix with nine games to go, buddy. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the thing. I have to admit, I come in today um, a little bit nervous because obviously, you know, not, I think last time out we, we lost obviously against uh, Leighton. You you wonder how that's going to um, affect the mentality of the team. And um, the pitch was a real leveller today. Uh, I have to admit, between me, Andrew and everybody else, I, I don't think we've looked at weather forecasts as, as, as often as we have in the past 24 hours. I feel as though I'm, I'm now uh, a local branch of uh, Meteorological Society. <laughs> Matthew, um, Fish, Matthew Fish, I'm going to start calling you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, when five o'clock come, I have to admit, I was so made up and I was really happy for everybody um, associated with the club. Um, as you say, everybody on that field really put in a, such a performance um, especially when you consider the the challenges of the the pitch, especially um, as you say, that's possibly and, and aside of disrespect to Cockfosters, you know, at the end of the day, they they, they managed to feel really welcome today, but that has got to be the worst pitch that we've played on all season. 
Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it was the same for both teams, but we made the most of it. Uh, I say Tolly got the two goals um, and ended up with man of the match. Um, and that was a tight one, I have to admit. Afterwards, I was going around, um, Steve and I were going around talking to the uh, se- several different people of who they thought could have been man of the match. Uh, it could have been a, a one of a number of people. Um, but yeah, he, he obviously got his two goals really well. And Sellers, I thought, was absolutely fantastic up front. And um, yeah, to a man, it's literally, I'm obviously put, picking out those two because they were, you know, nearest to me. But everybody really delivered. You know, you look at Webby, he didn't get a goal, but boy, you know, all three of those goals came through him. And you could really see that. And um, yeah, I, I just, I'm really pleased with, you know, the result. I'm really pleased with, you know, we've had a really good day out. And, you know, we look forward to the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, with real relish. And I have to admit, you know, what, as I say, when I woke up this morning, I was um, a little bit worried about today, but now I can't wait for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I was the same guy. I woke up, I got up really early this morning. I had some stuff to do. I was just, my body clock's on, still on work time. So I was awake at half six, and all I could hear was rain hitting my window. I was like, oh, no, please, not again. But, we, you know, the game was on. It's always a worry, isn't it? Because, you know, we haven't played since late. And, and do, you, do you always get a little bit worried when these kind of games, you know, it's such a long break and you can train as much as you want and the, the players can do their own work outside, which running. But it is always, especially this time of the season, Matt, when you... It, Earlier on in the season, you might have got away a bit, but now we're all kind of like looking at league tables and we're looking at how Stockfold are getting on or Simpantelemon, and you're like, oh, I just really hope we're on it. And that's what impressed me most. They've come off like a, it's not a break, but due to the weather, we haven't played for a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? It's, it's no fault of anyone else apart from Mother Nature, but it's always a worry when you when you come off having a little mini break for not playing because of the, the weather and... I, it didn't look like with Mr. B. Obviously, Joe said they trained really well on Thursday. He said he had to pull them up a little thing, you know. The, 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 uh, and, you know, I got the impression that the fine details today, because I, I always stand behind the dugout and it's always interesting to hear, Joe, didn't they do that? On, didn't they listen on Thursday? This happened on Thursday. I mean, training, you know, it's drummed into them where they need to be, what they need to be doing. And today they clearly done everything that was asked and, and more. You know, I thought we were tremendous. We had a uh, young lad making his debut uh, from the from the youth team again. That's another youngster uh, coming through through the ranks. Um, I just thought it was a thoroughly all round good performance. And if you look at the league table, Matt, that puts us. We're still on fourth, but we are. Yeah, we have only played twenty nine games. Saint Pantelimon lost today to Biggleswade. I've played thirty three, so they're on fifty seven. Stopfold are in second on sixty six points, and Leighton Town top on goal difference on sixty six points. We've said for ages now that we're we are chasing Stopfold. It says Leighton have obviously Leighton have only still played twenty seven games, but they've still got to do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. God, they'll probably make them play on a Sunday. No, in this league, <laughs> uh, and you've still got a cup final to squeeze in. I know that was called off last week at uh, Leverstock Green. How did so? We now go into nine games and, you know, it sounds like, oh, you've got nine games. They're going to come thick and fast. So we now play on Tuesday away to Ellsbury Bell. We play on Thursday at home to Risborough and we play on Saturday at home to Biggleswade. I think I've got that right. Um, how are you approaching these? How are you approaching these games, Matt? I said to Joe in today's post-match when I interviewed him, I said, you know what I mean? We've got the 32 lads in the squad. How are you 
possibly looking at it. You know, you've got we can't take Ellsby Bell lightly. You know, what I mean, they 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 are a good team. Ellsby Bell Dynamos, and if we like Joe said, if we rock up there on Tuesday, thinking well, we played well on Saturday, we're going to get a win. It's going to be a cold Tuesday night, and. There, and no disrespect, their pitch isn't the best in the league. You know what I mean? We yeah. do get spoiled. You know, really hit home to a couple of lads. I think Manny, I was chatting to Manny on the, on the the in the dugout while he was warming up. He's like, man, this is why we love playing at home. I wish we could play every game at home. <laughs> Tuesday's going to be difficult. And then you look at Risborough, who beat Leverstock Green 5-0 today, Matt. How are, you, how are you approaching now, moving on from the 3-1 win today? A great performance from the lads. But like Joe always says, enjoy today. And I'm already thinking, man, three games next week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. How are you approaching what we've got coming up in the next week? Well, it's going to be tough. We know that. Uh, and if I'm honest, I think that's why a lot of people are looking at the weather forecast today and uh, making sure that we had the game put on. Because essentially, if the game doesn't happen today, when's it going to happen? Which means uh, potentially it would have been put on another Thursday. Can you imagine having to go down to Cockford Crosses on Thursday oh, night? That no, is thank you. a journey and a half. But, you know, when you've finished a, a day's worth of work, that's the last thing you want to be doing, getting on the M25 and going around there. But, yeah, I mean, we are still having to rely on results from other people. We, I fully get that. Uh, we know that Stockfold have to go to some real difficult places. Um, but for me, we just need to win our games, you know, mm. hope and pray. You know, when the game was going on, I have to admit, I wasn't looking at Stockfold's result until literally the end, until that full-time whistle came. And then my first thought was, right, let's, let's, we've got three points. Let's see how the, the competition got on. We have to win in my opinion, every game between now and the end of the season. You know, if we want to get the promotion this season, we have to now go on one hell of an unbeaten run. Um, and I was saying to a couple of guys just before we left today, you know, if if Stockford do drop points and we're in that, you know it's going to come to that last game of the season. And boy, I, I hope, it, I'm half hoping it doesn't because I don't <laughs> think the heart can take it. But at the same time, wow, that would be such a game. Honestly, I mean, you know, we'd really want to make sure that we get as many fans there as possible. And again, we travelled in numbers. Uh, according to Andrew, we had over 100 people there today, which I think is an amazing achievement. Wow, that is a great... It felt like it was just Dunstable Town fans everywhere in that, in that in the, in the ground today. Uh, yeah, I think Stockfold, I don't think they've got a game in midweek. I had a brief look at the fixtures earlier. I don't think they're playing. I think their next game is a way to Crawley Green. I'll have to double check yeah. that, but I'm pretty sure they've got a way to Crawley Green. And you are at kind of at that. I mean, I looked at half-time to see what I always... I've just gone on the, like, the, the website just to see all the, like, the scores around the league. And like Joe said on Thursday when he'd done his YouTube, you kind of are now looking at other teams. But as soon as like Stockfold only got a point today and then you look next week, they've got Crawley Green. But again, it's about taking care of what we can do. Yeah, you do kind of need to have one eye on what other teams are doing because we're at that stage of the season now where you do look and go, right, they've slipped up. But none of that will, it won't matter one jot if we don't take care of business. And that starts Absolutely. with a very, very hard game on Tuesday. I mean, is there anything you do squad wise um, looking at Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, obviously, you know what I mean? It was a, it was a leggy old heavy pitch today. And then, yeah. you know, you've got to ask the lads to go again on Tuesday, which we're kind of used to Saturday, Tuesday, that's nothing out of the ordinary, but then you flip it. And 48 hours later, we're back at Creasy playing on mm -hmm. Thursday night. What would you maybe do player rotation wise? Is there anyone you would rest Tuesday for Thursday or would you, Play Tuesday, rest. Uh, play Tuesday, rest Thursday. Or how? How? 
How would you do it? Cool, mate. Honestly, that's the $65,000 question, isn't it? Mm. Um, you don't want to break up a winning team, but at the same time, as Jay said on these uh, interview a couple of days ago, you know, you cannot expect every one of these players to be able to play every minute for the next week. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, Folks didn't play today. Uh, I'm not too sure why. I think he's, um, he was at training on Thursday, so I can only assume he was just unavailable this weekend. Yeah, so. yeah. I think I spoke, his dad texted me this morning. He's got a big, to, I think he had a big work thing coming up. Right. So obviously, you know what I mean? It's his livelihood. So, yeah, you know so what I mean? He's, he's yet to come back in. Um, obviously, we had uh, Kelvin, you know, you put him in the team and you could potentially get two or three goals out of him. Um, obviously, the same with Sean, uh, Dylan, and uh, Dan Naylor. Obviously, Dan Naylor's back now, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to be uh, important. Uh, addition to the squad as well, because whenever Dan is on the pitch, there is the potential that we get that pinpoint uh, pass put in. Um, I mean, last season, Sellers, I think, got the majority of his goals literally off the head from a, a Dan Naylor corner or free kick. So mm-hmm. yeah, he plays a part in that. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's important that we get, we bring players in, but essentially keep the, the spine of the team. I have to admit, when Alfie come back in today, I thought he was a revelation. Uh, the same with um, Beaumont. Uh, Harry, I think, again, he's he's come on leaps and bounds since he's come back into the team. And you do wonder how, and I don't mean this in a nasty way, but how is Luke getting back in the team? Because which one of those people do you drop? Because don't get me wrong, Luke is you know, a quality player. But who do you, who do you drop to, to place him in? So I'm glad mm. that I'm not having to make those sort of decisions. You know, that's, that's why Joe's paid. I mean, he was apologising to me after the game for bringing all the subs on. But I'm a realist. I, I fully understand that we need to use these players over the next few weeks to make sure that we maximise the, the return that we get on the, the points tally. So, yeah, as I say, I'm glad it's not me picking those teams, but, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Who would you drop, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, Jesus, Matt. Drop, drop's probably the worst, the worst thing to say. Can I use the term rotate? Um, oh, my God, it's so hard. I mean... You could obviously Rory played kind of midfield today, yeah. but he's been so good, and Joe loves him. He's, he's, he cracks me up standing on the solo. Did I tell you I were like a Rory uh, Burrows? Yeah, you did, Joe, quite often, mate. Uh, it's got it's good. We have a but it's going to be hard. But but I'm purely on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And I think Joe done it a couple of weeks ago. Where were we midweek when it was nil-nil? Biggles, Wade, Rory was on the bench. Am I right in thinking? Was it Biggles, um, Wade? No, or... no, where were we? We were somewhere midweek and he, and Joe was like, look, Rory's sitting out. There. We might be, I can't remember, mate. There's so many games have been to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Rory was maybe, uh, purely from a rotation and a, and a rest standpoint, you could bring Dunny yeah. back into the midfield and drop Rory or you could put Rory back and rest one of the, you know, either you've got Creeley or Ethan, you know, the kind of, but again, it's so hard. I thought Ethan had a such Ethan had an absolute, oh, how, I mean, I was, uh, who was, I was chatting to a couple of guys um, at half time as I was walking out of the bar and I heard them talking about Ethan and I was like, look, we've been waxing lyrical about this kid on the podcast yeah. for ages and I don't know how he gets up so high. Like Joe said, I think he's just going to leap home around the M25. Was he even on the coach with you lot or did he just hop? Was he just hopping around the M25? Again, I mean, 
he must have been close to MOM today, uh, Ethan. He but was very up there for me. It was just him and him, yeah. Tolu, Rory, Harry. Yeah, oh, mate, yeah. honestly, yeah, I, I know Jamas gives us banter about man in the match. I'm glad I didn't have to. I'm glad it weren't at home and I was not sponsoring that game because that would have been a <laughs> that would have been a tough one to choose, mate. But just purely on rotation and resting, this is nothing to do with form. Or you put Dunny on the bench, give him some minutes in his legs second half. And then he can go for Thursday. You yeah, potentially yeah. do that. You could potentially. I mean, we haven't even discussed uh, Smudger or uh, Ryan. No, Smudger, you've got. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, where's um Romel? I haven't seen him for a few weeks. He's, someone asked me today. I was like, I don't know. Should I said, let me ask Matt. Is he injured? Um, no, I don't think he is. I mean, okay, I, think I wasn't sure. Just someone asked me today. Um... Oh, is Romel not involved? I said I haven't seen him for a couple of games. It maybe you know he could have work. He could be doing stuff outside of football. I think but... because he relies on um, lifts with Jardel. Obviously, Jardel ah, I've got gotcha. you. I'm not too sure if I'm being honest with you, though, buddy. That's okay. just my assumption. Yeah, honest. but he's another one that's potentially got to come back in the squad. Like you say, you've got mm-hmm. potentially on like Tuesday, Thursday, you've got Smudge. Uh, you've got the new guy. Uh, yeah, Ryan, 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 is it from where did we get him from? Potter's Bar, was it? Yeah, Potter's Potter's Bar, Potter's Bar. yeah. so you've got Smudge, Ryan, uh, and Dunny. There's three. I mean, if you wanted to give, I, I, I used the word resting, and it is that because you are at this stage of the season. It's so difficult with a Tuesday, Thursday. I'm glad I'm not coaching or managing anymore because <laughs> you're not you're not doing it to say, right, you were poor on yeah. Saturday. You're doing it to say, look, mate, I'm gonna need you either I'll to, do an, yeah, too. I'm gonna need you to either do another shift today being the Tuesday against Ellsby, or I'm going to need you against a very good Risborough team uh, on yeah. Friday who have just, in their last game, I don't know if they're playing in the week, but they've just bopped Leverstock 5-0. Yeah. And Le- Levy are a good side. To go down, you know, to beat them, I think it was I think it was at Risborough, actually. So I think it was 5-0 yes, yeah. at home. Yeah, so and that's, and Levy are a good team. thing is, Ellsby are a good team. And like Joe says in his post-match, Ellsby are going to know what we're going to come up against. So maybe I'm, I might keep it, Kind of as it was today, I think Joe might tinker it a little bit, but you've got you, you know, you say you've got Dunny, Smudger, and Ryan who could potentially come off the bench, but then, like you say, you've you, you've got Kelvin, you've got Manny, you've got plenty of other players that could influence again and come on and be adequate. Uh, I use the term replacements, but I don't mean that in a bad way. If any of them come into the team on Tuesday, I, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. I wouldn't be like, oh, no. God. No, they're all very, very, very good players. Uh, and we are, we're kind of lucky at the minute at Dunstable Town and what Joe's built. And then that 32 man squad, there isn't one player that would be dropped and and A, another comes in. And mm. it's like, you know, I say all the time, I'm a Tottenham fan. If like flipping one of our players gets dry, if Harry Kane's never not in and, you know, so flipping Rich Arlison's up front, I'm like, oh, fucking okay, no. hell. <laughs> You know, but if, you know, if Webby's not fit and Sellers is up there or a Carl Faulkner, I'm like, here we go. Happy days. I, you know, and, and I love Webby. I think he's a great player, but just trying to just trying to get into the like the mindset of how Joe's got to do it the next week. It's going to be hard for him, but it's going to be good, difficult, if you know what I mean. It's going to be good hard because, you know, he's, he's, he's having to rotate his squad. I mean, he might not change loads. Like you said, you need to keep the spine of the team. But it's going to be interesting because we haven't had this situation yet this season. I mean, other teams have been doing I mean, I've looked at the forecast already for Tuesday. It's not great. 
I mean, yeah, it's not a great pitch. So if the game is on, it's going to be another one like today. It's going to be boggy. It's going to be hard. It, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a very you know get the ball forward. Get it. what I like today was every time we did get the ball forward, and we played some lovely football today. You look mm -hmm. at uh, the th Sellers goal. Sell uh, was it the second goal? The second one, yeah. Webby, yeah. Webby in behind, and that's not. I've watched that back on the Instagram that uh, Abby posted up, and it was a, such a good move. And when you look at the pitch, you're thinking there's no way you can play that. Kind of football <laughs> when we needed to we played football today mate so yeah it's not going to be hopefully it's on on tuesday but it's going to be kind of it's going to be pretty much identical today uh mm. really bad pitch and then like you say we're at home on thursday and it's it, it, we need yeah i'm I'm with you i think we need to pretty much win out it, 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 it again though it, it depends on what other result you don't want to keep looking at other results but it, you're at that stage of the season now where you are kind of having a little sly look at like, right, they're doing this, they're doing that. And again, I'm not for one second taking our eye off what we need to do, because I know as a group of the management staff, they'll just be focused on us. Joe will not care who's playing who we, as long as we take care of us, if we win, then what well, we got nine, if we win eight, draw one, I think we'll get second. You reckon? Okay. I, I think we'll get second. And I think, uh, and I, Matt, I'm going to be the same as you. I think it could come down to that last game of the season. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I definitely couldn't drive to that game, mate. I'd need to have some sort of uh, alcoholic beverage inside me before that game, during the game, after the game. I might need a couple of Valiums in my back pocket or something, mate. As my old nan yeah. used to say, have a Valium. No, nan, I'm only 10. I can't have a Valium. Shush. But it's going to be it's going to be one of them, mate. It's, it's, it's such a... Such a good time of the season, but as a fan, mate, I don't know what you think. Yeah. It's such like a oh my god, it is nail biting, right? Yeah, oh god, this is uh, getting very nervy this time of the season at the minute. I have to admit, uh, I'm annoying Jackie at the minute, uh, my wife Jackie, because literally I, I'm li checking that league table every single day, even if we've not got a game. I'm literally checking <laughs> to say to see how we get on, and and then I'm working out. Well, you know, if these drop points here and. We pick up points here and, oh, you know, they're playing such and such. It's, uh, yeah, uh, I, I can only apologise uh, to Jack and everybody else because literally I, I think my work's suffering. I think my relationship's suffering. It's, mm -hmm. But it's good because I, I know, you know, this is what this team is doing to us. I honestly believe they are really starting to, you know, turn this uh, uh, last couple of years of having to be in the doldrums of step five round. And, you know, you think of how we were when uh, Joe took over, you know, staring down the barrel of step six. And within literally 18 months, he's literally turned his team around. And, you know, credit has to be given to him and his team and his uh, coaches. Yeah, no, mate, big credit has to be given to the to the coaching staff, the team and all the lads. Um one question, Matt, um, that I wanted to ask is uh, how Joe, Joe mentioned to me um, that they've kind of already had a little look towards um, next season. Are you there, Matt? Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. You just meant uh, Matt, um, Joe said to me uh, they've, called, they've, they've kind of already had a look towards next season, whether we're in a league higher or whether we're in this division. I'm just interested as a uh, as a club and as a board. I don't expect you to give away trade secrets or anything. How early do you start planning for next season? Because, you know, we were speaking about it as fans today. It's like, don't get me wrong, we'd all love to get second. We'd love to get promoted. But 
how is it for you when you have your board meetings and uh, at the minute? Because you, you like, you, don't get me wrong. I know, I know you were, I know you were well enough to say like you're a passionate guy. You want us to go up, but then the old the the, the vice chairman hat has to come back on. You're like, right? How do you plan as a club now? Is it just a fact of it isn't that difficult, or do you just sit down and go, right? This is plan A. If we do go up, this is maybe plan B. If we stay in this division, how how difficult is it for you guys as a club to sort out what you do? Because you know, there's ten games left, and clubs already are looking towards next season. Joe's already said that he's already thought yeah. in his mind about some players make, coming in, some players going. Who you know is getting to players early and saying, "Look, we want you. This is this is our plans for next season." How do you do that as a board? Oh, mate, um, it, it's really tough. As, as you say, we, as a club, everybody within that wants to get promoted. Um, and, you know, whilst it's it's important to make sure that we're planning, you know, where, whatever step we're in, um, essentially it's making sure that we have the resources to do it. I mean, I was having a sort of informal chat with Andrew on the way home and, and I just said to him that, you know, I know obviously he's mentioned before that, you know, if we're a step five, it's, it's probably easier financially for us to cope. But what what happens if we did go up? Uh, what you know, what could we cope as a club? And I think we both agree, and, and we do as a, as a whole board that yeah, it's going to be challenging. You know, I'm I'm not going to make any bones about that. As soon as you go up into the next league, the league fees increase, the travel expenses increase, the wages increase inevitably. But we still think that with somebody like Joe in charge of the team. Whether we are step five or step four next season, we will be able to mount a um, a serious campaign, um, depending on where we are. And it's it's a bit early to be deciding, you know, budgets where we are for next season. But I honestly believe that, you know, whether we go up or we stay where we are, we will be able to do what we need to do to compete um, with within the the league that we're at. And um, yeah, don't get me wrong, I. I don't want to be in this league anymore. <laughs> and I make no beans, bones about that. Not because I don't like going to the clubs again, you know, some really nice clubs out there, but I want to see Dunstable Town competing, you know, essentially against AFC. And, you know, we've all seen the news from AFC in the last week. You know, they're going through a bit of transition at the minute. I want to be exploiting that. And I want to be, you know, as, as they say, they're, they're currently the, the most senior club in Dunstable at this current time. I want to be changing that. And I hate reading that, and being brutally honest with you, because I want to be not just the number one club in Dunstable, but the number one non-league club in the whole of Bedfordshire. And don't get me wrong, that means that we're going to have to compete with the likes of Bedford Town and uh, Biggleswade Town and uh, you know, Biggleswade FC and all these other clubs. But I want us to be up there. And um, as, as a board, I, I think everybody within that board shares that same idea. And I uh, I think... Now we've done all the um, the uh, foundation work of you know really launching CBS and making sure that all the groundwork from that part is is in place. I think we have a great grounding to to really launch the club in you know in the absolute stratosphere. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens at the end of the season and really decide where we go on from there. Yeah, mate, you're right. I mean, AFC Dunstable, the most senior club in Dunstable. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all right. Well, some of us are the most supported club in Dunstable. You know, just, <laughs> just saying. Uh, just saying. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, no, just, just saying. No, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Um, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I've never really been involved in that side of a not of a non-league club, but I, I guess it does, you know, whether we do go up, whether we stay down, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it does 
as well as we do on the pitch, it, you know, it is going to be dictated to a lot by money off the pitch. And, you know, like you say, if you go up to the next league, you know, the travel costs uh, go up. I'm more worried that Scott is going to get us walking to the other side of Birmingham. Um, that's probably the thing that frightens me most. Scotty planning his sponsored walks. God knows where, God knows where we're going to end up. But all joking aside, yeah, it is, it is something that non-league clubs have to think about because you've got to be, you've got to, live within your means still. You know what I mean? You don't want to go up and go, right, let's just chuck a bag of money at it. Let's go for it. And no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. It's, you can't, you can't, you, you know. That's been our in the past, you know, where we went up and then we went up again. Don't get me wrong. You know, it was great to see the club up in step three. But, you know, when we're having to beg, borrow and steal to all, you know, the the phrase that I was uh, heard from the chairman at the time was dig for, you know, the, the five, six hundred pounds that you needed to pay the budget. Um, down the back of the sofa that week, you know, we can't do that anymore. You know, oh, it's it's not feasible to do it for us. And, you know, that's something that I, I, I make no bones about it. I won't be the treasurer of a club that decides to overspend and, you know, put the future of the, bit, the club in jeopardy. Mm. Is it a case, Matt, of, as well, of, and you don't want to ruin, like, uh, like I, I was chatting to, like, um, Neil, uh, Neil Barker today. I uh, always love chatting to him. Mate. He's such a good, good guy to talk to about football. But obviously, he, you know, he's he's, he's on the board and stuff like that. And I, I, I kind of made the point to him as well. You don't want to chuck all the hard work away that you guys have done off the pitch. On the pitch is fantastic. Joe's done a great job. But if you did move up the steps, and like you say, Joe wants us to. Oh, Dave, we got this. I want to go up this season, but you don't want to. Be that, that that to be the detriment of all the work that you guys have aboard as a, as a fan base, as everyone involved at the club has done. How important is it still to keep grounded and uh, and live within your means? Because you, you're right, Matt. I mean, mate, I wasn't here in the past, but I've heard some absolute horror stories at some of the, the like the decisions that were made at Dunstable Town. That's kind of put us back down to where we are now. I mean, I don't know how big a sofa the the, the old chairman had, but it must have been a bloody big sofa <laughs> to be pulling out some of the the wonga yeah. that I've heard floating around and. Some of the things I've heard were, you know, ridiculous, you know, ridiculous money. But how important is it to live within your means, Matt? And you know, is is it a case of you sometimes looking at things and going, right, we can't do that, but if we prioritize that, we can maybe do that. I mean, it's it's a lot of like balls in the air to juggle, right? Absolutely. I mean, we're only talking about forecasts for the next season, and obviously, it's going to really help um, having you know the youth section with us. Um, in terms of um, every account under the same uh, umbrella, which I, I'm really looking forward to. And I, I really thank everybody on the youth section for trusting us to, you know, with their their future. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have said since literally day one, when, when, as soon as I took this role, that I want this club to be here when I'm old and grey. I, I think I've mentioned to it before. And they're going to be here tomorrow, mate. <laughs> Oi, shut up. <laughs> um, I've mentioned to it uh, to you and other people before that you know I, I remember Dunstable Town or Dunstable that's all known then uh, back in the nineties. You know I, I've, I've uh, used to live in old banks and you know when they went bust there was no club for me to come and support and mm. that's horrible. That's so horrible and I didn't fully understand that when I was you know uh, x x years old back in the nineties, but. Uh, if that was to happen to me now, I'd be devastated. And if I'm honest, I'm absolutely devastated that I was, um, you know, part of the reason that we went down that route. And, you know, I mean, was it? I mean, we've got um, uh, the 150th anniversary coming up in a few years' time. 
I honestly want us to really push on and, and be the, the best club that we can in the 150th year. Because I think Neil mentioned it uh, when he was with you, um, doing his interview with you, that essentially at this current time, you know, yeah, we are running Dunstable Town this cup at this time, but it's a real one position because all we are is the custodians of this club. And when it comes time that, you know, we've all had enough and we want to pass on the reins to somebody else, we want to make sure that we pass on in its strongest position possible. We can't pass it on to people and say, well, you know, good luck with that or mm. uh, other bits and pieces like that. So, yeah, it's incredibly important to, to live within your means because essentially, you know, I want uh, the the next generation to be able to, to play for the club. You look at people like Freddie and George, they absolutely love this club. I, I just remember being their age and not having a club to sport. And I don't want them to be able to, uh, to get to my age and think, yeah, well, I wonder if I would have been able to play for the club, but for them going out of business. And yeah, it's... it's, the, it's uh, the day Freddie and George make their debut for Dunstable, I'm going to feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon and all the kids, you know, all the guys, all the young lads are going to feel yeah. so old and them guys pull on the blue shirt. But you are right, mate. I mean, it is, we, we talk about modern times and what we're doing, but you know what I mean? You, you, we're merely the leaseholders uh, yeah. of the club, you know what I mean? You want it to be here in another 150 years' time. And, you know, someone looking back and, you know, they're things like podcasts in 150 years' time, they're talking about, well, this is when Dunstable Town done this and this is when yeah. Dunstable Town done that, mate. So, yeah, it is. It is good that you guys have got one eye on the future all the times. And, you know, you know, as uh, Julian um, messaged last week after we recorded the uh, podcast with Chairman, I think he tweeted us saying, great, listen, some really good ideas. You know what yeah. I mean? So I know you guys are always looking ways to improve. Again, Neil said to me today that, like, you know, I mean, you've only got to look at things like uh, food stalls are being allowed into Creasy Park, yeah. you know, on match days. That's a step forward that wouldn't have maybe happened three or four seasons ago before you guys took over. So, you know what I mean? Baby steps, baby steps, but we are slowly, slowly getting there. But just ending, finishing up with a little bit of football, Matt, and then before we find out what's going on at the club, uh, your score predictions for Tuesday and Thursday, my friend, knowing that the results, how they went today. Risper playing well. I know you love these questions. Um, but like Joe said, if we're if we're on it like we were today, mate, I back us against anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Aylesbury, um, I know that obviously, unfortunately, he lost Chaz. Uh, he got sent off uh, last week, which means he won't be in the team, uh, which means that they'll be using their backup keeper, Danny McAteer, who seems to have always pull out world-class performances against us. So whilst yeah, I, I'm still hopeful that we should win, I think it may be you know, maybe 2-0, maybe 3-1. I, I, I still think that we should be picking up the result. If we go into next Thursday and get a 1-0 win, um, you will see me celebrating around the, the terrace as if we've actually won the league because honestly, I think that'll be one of the results of the season because Risborough, who are banging form, uh, obviously, you know, uh, playing really well. Uh, it's the, going to be the third game that the guys have had to uh, play in the last seven weeks, uh, seven days, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think if we get a 1-0 win, I'll be a very, very happy man. And obviously then we play Biggest Wade, who again beat St. Pants and Beyonce the no slouches. Um, but as I say, if we want to go up, we need to win. So I'm hoping, I don't know if this is my heart leading my head, but I'm hoping that we get to the end of next week and we get 12 points out of 12. How about yourself? I'm the same. If we if we do what we do, mate, we win. Simple as that. If yeah. we play how we play, if we set up, if we do what we're 
been doing for pretty much all season. We've had the odd blip here and there, and like Joe says uh, in his in his in his, in his podcast, was it Sheffield away? We bounce back straight away. Yeah. We don't have many a bad game, um, and when we do, we bounce back straight away. And if any team can go on a run, uh, it's us. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'd say us and Leighton are probably the only two teams that I fancy to really get on a roll in mm-hmm. this league. You've only got to look at Leighton after they played us at Creasy, went on a hell of a run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, full credit to them. They're, you know, they're still up there. I think they won again today. Um, but I think if any team can do it, it is us. Purely because, A, of the players that we've got, I know they can do it, but B, our management team. Yeah. I don't think they're going to let us rest. Like Joe and Dirks and Anthony and Jammers and everyone on that coaching staff will be like, right, today was a good win. You know, Joe already said that. He's like, look, just because we're on a coach doesn't mean we're going to be having a big old Beano after beating Cop. We beat Cop Fosters. Great. Park it. Move on to Tuesday. I can guarantee you Joe will wake up tomorrow morning. He's probably watched the game back 10 times tonight. He's probably rocking that little baby of his to sleep, saying, look, there's uh, there's Crilly at right back, and there's Ethan. Ethan. He won a good header there, and the baby's probably thinking, shut up, Dad. But, um, you know, is is I believe in what we've got, and we won't rest on any laurels, and I think Joe will be drumming that into them so hard, taking it game by game, but he will be making sure that we'll be paired. I think we're going to give this absolutely everything, Matt. Between now and the end of the season, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come out swinging, and we're gonna say, look, why not? I'd rather us have a go, get it to even if we can get it to the last game. I'd rather us have a go than just fall away with a whimper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Losing a couple of games two 0 or coming off the pitch three 0 I'm thinking, well, we didn't really give it everything there. I know this group of players well enough to say that they will give it absolutely everything in these remaining nine games, mate. And I'm confident, you know, maybe I, I might have, you know, been drinking the Kool-Aid from today as well. But I think if we do what we've done today, I think we'll be fine. And I seriously think we'll win eight out of the nine games. Uh, you know, I'll take 30, even if we drew Thursday against Risbo, I think that would be a good point, yeah. depending on what goes. And then you've got to go into Biggles, mate. You know, and that's just purely because the way Risbo are playing, it's a good bite. But again, mate, if we turn up, we could turn them over two or three. And that's not me being disrespectful. I just think we have we are that good on our day. And it is, it is on the day. And, you know, people might see and go, oh, oh you're just blowing smoke up Dunstable's ass. No, we're a good football team. Yeah. We do, we're conceding noughts and ones again. You know what I mean? I've to, I chatted to a few of my workmates. They're Leighton fans. They said, geez, Andy, when we played you, that was a good game. And, you know, that could have gone either way. And that was one of the hardest games they had had all season. Fair play to them. They won and they're probably going to go and win the league. But... As for us, zeros and ones like Joe says all the time. Uh, Noxie didn't make many saves again today. I didn't really think he had to. He was brilliant what he had to do. He come out, he got crosses. But yeah, mate, I'm I'm confident. Um, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. I'm looking forward to Thursday. I'm looking forward to Saturday. Give me as much football as you can because I've stupidly booked a bloody holiday for the first week of next season. I <laughs> thought, Matt, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I thought the season started in the third week of August. I didn't oh, realise it. I'm going to miss the FA Cup, mate. Mate, I'm going to miss the FA Cup and the first league. <laughs> I think you'll get. I'll, I can podcast with you, mate, but I'll be sitting by a pool in Spain. So yeah, I you can, know, I can, I'll commentate it for you. Yeah, mate. if you if you don't mind, mate. But Matt, what have we got coming up at the club? Please tell me this Porter cabin's opening next week, Matt. I need somewhere. I need some warmth to do these interviews in. Poor old Adam. I keep I keep using this physio room. We have now got some tables and chairs in the port cabin, so that is literally on the verge of openings. I'll be pleased to say. I'm not too sure when, but we just need to uh, figure out who we're going to open up to in terms of the uh, the first game. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure we can find a space in the port cabin for you and Joe to do the interview oh, next thanks, week. Mate. Thank you, mate. I'm, I'm 
that, that day. Just outside, you know. <laughs> um, but in terms of what's coming up for the week, obviously we've got uh, lots of games. So there's not much in terms of uh, off the pitch for us. We do have the under-18s going down to, Thursday, uh, to Oxy Jets on Thursday. I don't know how many of our current team they're going to be taking because... To be honest, I mean, now obviously the Caleb's made his appearance today, he's a debut today. Yeah, that's so pleased to see Caleb get on today, man. So that's the third uh, youth team player, under-18s player that's made their first team appearance. And to be honest, you know, Nathaniel, uh, Dennis or Caleb could easily uh, appear on Thursday. So, But yeah, it, whichever ones of those don't make it into their first team squad on Thursday. And if you're not in Dunstable, please go and watch the under-18s down at Oxy Jets. Um, and obviously, there's lots of youth team games going on tomorrow. I think you mentioned um, a couple yourself. Um, yeah, Wayne's Lot play at 10 o'clock. A massive game. Uh, I was chatting to Brandon today. He's like, Andy, you do not want to miss this game. George and Freddie were telling you. I was like, I'm not missing it. I'm touch wood, knocking on wood. I'm the lucky mascot. I've never seen Wayne's team lose. And uh, I love watching them. Tremendous bunch of guys. Great, uh, great kids, you know what I mean? Play really good football as well, to be fair to them. I'm just hoping the weather, again, Matt, 90% chance of rain tomorrow. I'm hoping we get this podcast out tonight so everyone will uh, hear it. But yeah, the youth, Wayne's that are at home at 10 o'clock, I think Joe Levine's team kick off at one o'clock on AP2. So there's so much youth football. If anyone wants to go and watch Dunstable Youth tomorrow, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. You do see some cracking games of football. I know for a fact they really, they really do appreciate our support, Matt. So um, yeah. yeah, that's it. Anything else before we wrap up, mate? You need to tell us about. Uh, just lastly, we obviously retweeted a post from Joe Levine a few days ago in regards to the fact that next season we are hoping to be bringing a ladies' team over to the uh, the club, which I'm really looking forward to, as well as a few uh, youth ladies, uh, youth girls teams as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so again, if anyone in any way, shape or form feels as though they can help the club out, not just with the, the teams, but on the first day, uh, first team matches or any sort of help or volunteering wise, if they wanted to get in contact with us, no doubt we would be able to help uh, you find a space within the club and no doubt it'd be fully appreciated. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Well said. Yeah, but you can't be it's gonna be such such good things happening in Dunstable Town, Matt, on and off the field, mate. It's it it's all trending in the right direction. Let's hope it trends to us getting promoted as well. But Matty, I'm gonna see a lot of you next week, mate. I don't know how we're gonna we might have to podcast Wednesday, Friday. I don't know. I'm gonna see a lot of Joe. It's gonna be a busy week for us at Dunstable Town, mate. Mm. Let's hope the weather plays its part. Let's hope we get all these games on. But Matty, I will definitely catch you on Tuesday at LSB, mate, and then uh I will be back with joe uh doing my post-match tuesday so if anyone is available this tuesday we are away to elsbyville dynamo 7:45 kickoff thursday thursday next week we are at home to risba rangers creasy park 7:45 kickoff come down and let's give this us as fans as well i speak about the players all the time we traveled in numbers today we we're packing out creasy park we're making noise Get down and support Joe and the boys. Let's get this. Let's do play our part and get this team promoted. But Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. We'll do this all again next week. This has been the Talk of the Town podcast. I've been your host, Andy Burrows, with my good friend and vice chairman, Mr. Matt Carrington. Till next time, everybody. Up them mighty blues. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in to today's Talk of the Town podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us on Twitter 
at DTFC Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Talk of the Town Podcast. <laughs>